What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Backstop Bench. You know, Michael, I'm rocking the uh, Judge jersey tonight because he uh, robbed a nice home run tonight. So, oh, you know, nice. I, had to, I had to put some respect on my boy's name. You know, future all-star this season. So, how are Ooh, you doing uh, there, Michael? Uh, we literally voted him on our ballot. Calm down. I know, but I did not want to vote him. I, I, I gave with you on that one. As you should, because so, I'm right. It's okay. No, because it's a push and shove relationship. Yeah. You got to give a little and take a little. More hammer and nails. Not really a rivalry, you know. A hammer and nails? I don't know what you're talking about there. But you know what? I'm doing good. I was off today. Got a lot of stuff done around the house. I actually put together some. Uh, we've got a deck furniture that we just bought. So we got that together. Now we'll be doing. I was going to say patio, but it's not a patio. It's actually a deck, so, but it's like a patio. So okay. I see you looking odd at me here. But anyways, I just got, sense, yeah. got me a griddle, one of those okay. Firestone griddles. That's what I got to put together later. That's for Father's Day. Okay. It's quite comical how that happened, and I, I don't want to go into much details on it, but, you know, we're pretty raw on here. So I wanted to get like a 17-inch griddle, one that's a little bit cheaper, like 150 bucks. Well, kind of like as we kept going with through the process to try to find one local that was a little bit cheaper and just wouldn't have to do any kind of shipping and handling and all that stuff to pay all that. Ended up going kind of big. I definitely wasn't a 17 inch what I ended up with. I even got the like uh, the air fryer with it as well. So, Yo, you know, let me tell you something. Air fryers, probably a top five invention in the history of man. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find it. No, out. you don't need to find out. Take my word for it. Anybody, listen, anybody watching right now that has an air fryer, back me up here. Okay, yeah, we're gonna find uh, out. It's it's a magical experience. If it it got a little darker earlier, it's kind of been staying light out. I was uh, later in the day, but of course we are 10 p.m. here. I was thought about going actually outside and actually doing the show and the furniture and having all this thing. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, listen, you know, Michael, because I am going on vacation, so I won't be here for the next show. That's right. Next two, right? Next two. That is correct. So you know. I don't know if you're taking off with me as well or if you're oh, going to no, have some no, co-hosts, no, no, no. but, you know, we'll figure something maybe, out. Uh, maybe while I'm down there, I'll, I'll hop on, you know, the balcony with the nice ocean sounds in the background for quick five go. minutes, say what's going on, making sure you don't ruin my show. That's uh, my show, but, you know, oh, yeah, whatever helps you sleep at night. But what does help me sleep at night is knowing that we have a wonderful guest tonight, and that would yes. be Senor Dalton Cornet. And the reason we say Senor is Dalton is with us, not from Pippa Passes, Kentucky, like he Pippa usually Passes. is. Pippa Passes, interesting name. It actually, well, I'm not going to go to history. It used to be just Pippa Pass, but anyways. Uh, he is a little bit further, what I've been calling Pippa Rico, but I don't think he likes now it so this. much. Now this. So, Dalton, welcome to the show yet again. Tell us where you're at and a little bit of what's going on here. Thank you, everybody. I'm, I'm here in Puerto Rico, Aguada, Puerto Rico. Um, I signed to play professional baseball here at and I've been in spring training the last few days. Yep. And Congratulations. I actually just got drafted to a team tonight. What was that again? I said I just actually just got drafted to a team tonight. Awesome, awesome. Congratulations. Now, now it whoa, does, whoa, hold on. It doesn't matter, but can you tell us like what no, pick, what say, round? Is this a is this an MLB team or you get drafted to a team in Puerto Rico? Like I'm, in I'm Puerto sorry, Rico. That's a stupid question. In Puerto Rico, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, so they, didn't yeah. do, they didn't do it like, um, you know, the first pick, whatever. They didn't do it like that. They just basically picked your, your team, picked you uh, of the city. So they didn't do it like that. 
Gotcha. Okay. Still, congratulations. That's yeah, pretty, sir. Listen, that's pretty. The only lit. place I ever got drafted was in MLB The Show. So, right. You know, hearing that you got drafted, even at anything, kind of got me gassed. Like I was like, oh. I'm just trying to throw out that linger, linger, linger. Yeah, you're yeah. doing great, Michael. I'm you don't sound great. 65 yeah. at all. Oh, look at the shirt. Oh, the shirt. Yes. Now, okay. Dalton, I, I need to know for myself what number are you. I need to know this. So after spring training, we'll get our numbers officially. We're not done with spring training yet. Okay. Okay. Well, now, when all... does this season start? The twenty fifth. The twenty fifth. Now I'm also going to need to know a team and a place where I can look up stats so I can follow you throughout the year. I'm going to be your de facto uh, uh, groupie throughout the year. So. I will be following the stats via online. If you do good, I'm going to message you on IG. If you do bad, I'm going to pretend like I'm your dad and uh, harass you. <laughs> All right, that's the deal. Sounds good. Well, what we need to do, and me and Dalton's been talking about this, we're going to try to document everything that he's going to be doing here and try to play some clips on our show. Absolutely. If not that, we're going to get it on at least, I don't know, the Unwrapped Sports uh, YouTube channel. Or something where we can just say, hey, Dalton, the daily day with Dalton. Daily day with Dalton. Daily's no, Dalton. Day. No, daily. Daily's I Dalton. Actually, Dalton I does Rico. A, I have a video of every place that we have visited in Puerto Rico from our GoPro. Um, yes. I have a video of everything we've done so far. Now, Dalton, Good. how far away are you from San Juan? I'm about three hours from San Juan. Okay, it's a nice little day trip. Hey, listen, I've been to San Juan on a uh, on a cruise. Now that's a oh, place. Yeah. Now that's a place. Let me tell you something. Now I actually did some yeah. Puerto Rico, trying to figure the thing out a little bit. Uh, you can actually drive around the whole country, the whole island, I think, in five to six hours. Correct? Or do you even know that? Jesus, that's I mean, me getting to Buffalo. Well, see, that's what I actually was trying to yeah, compare it with states. And it said, like, New York City made six of Puerto Rico's. I'm sorry, Puerto Rico, yeah, six times the size of Puerto Rico. So it's a small country uh, as far as size. And you go live it up, my good friend. You have a good time. Uh, well, we've actually visited, I think, six beaches now so far already. What a hard life you're living, let me tell you. And on, on his face... On his Facebook, him and his mom and his dad has been putting out some pretty cool pictures of the beach. I was so your parents are there with you. How long are they going to be there with you? Okay. Uh, just for the first week, yeah. Because coach got to get back and do some recruiting for basketball and baseball. So you know, my yeah, son. Let me tell you something. If he ever needs, if you ever need some help recruiting, I'll it, take a um, small. I'll take a small paycheck. Just small. Just he so already I'm, knows. I would be first. He already knows. Michael, first. Michael, you can't finesse the people like I can. Let me tell you. Okay, if we're going to say that. Um, Dalton, who's been talking to some MLB teams for you? Literally on the phone for you. This guy just, this guy just loves uh, hanging that over my head, right? Literally. I'm going to show you something. Oh, now this. You started it. Let's see here. Let me Listen, go. act like I won't hit up the Yankees right now. I got the jersey on. Oh, they ain't going to do nothing. That's a, you know, I'll call up the Michael K show tomorrow. Be listen. Say, listen, Michael. I'm going to need Doug you to put. Doug You see that? Yeah, I do. 
voicemail for me. Oh yeah, and me who's that? Voicemail. And who's that? He is the senior amateur scouting coordinator for the White Sox. And you have his number. That's great and all. And he hasn't been on the show once. Well, you know, I've been trying to push for Dalton first. You know, Listen, gotta get Michael, in with Dalton. I love Dalton. <laughs> Big fan of Dalton. Huge fan. But I'm a bigger fan of myself. Well, you know, see, I'm going to be <laughs> honest and think that Dalton could probably take me farther faster than wow. you can. All right. So, Michael, what you're saying is you have no faith in this show. Ooh, play the voicemail. Okay, Josh. All right, Josh. No, no, no. no. We're not going to skate by that Dalton. He just basically said that he has no faith in this show. No, I said you. Well, I'm, I'm your co-host. Uh, yeah, fake. see, it's fake. You left no. the, You just used a voice changer and recorded yourself. Yeah, hi, this is Doug Lamb with Chicago White Sox. I'm a senior advisor. got a message from uh, Secretary Nancy Nesnadol about a player in Kentucky that was seen by one of our scouts this uh-huh. just calling back to... You know, Michael, this might be uh, confidential. You know, you're right. I better leave it there. Hold yeah. on. Oh, my bad, people. My people. Right. So, this is out, why he, he could never be a scout. Next thing you know, Dalton's contract is out in the open. Oh, no. Well, actually, what's cool is he's actually from Kentucky. He lives in northern Kentucky, so we've kind of got a bond going on here. Uh, I actually called him the other day. He didn't answer then, but uh, we text a little bit, and then I – You guys talked kinda, about cows? He lives in – well, you don't know what Florence is, but or Covington. It's actually at the borderline of Cincinnati there. Didn't think so. he'd actually play – Josh, see, that's what I'm saying. I guess what – guess what, Josh? If we ever, you know, get a nice caller daddy type of deal – uh, you know, for, from Spotify for all the money that they got. I know who's doing the contract negotiations, and it's going to be me. Because next thing I know, Michael's going to be out here telling everybody our contract situation, and it's going to end up getting pulled. Josh, you didn't think it was true, did you? You thought I, I made this whole story up. Anyways, we've got this going on about us when we really need to be talking about Dalton. So tell us, Dalton, what's going on in your future now? And, of course, present. How's the lady life going down there? How's the baseball going? Let's let's hear it. Um, lady life. Uh, I haven't really met anybody here down here, honestly. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. I had my parents, so we're, we're just hanging around, you know. Um, baseball is great here. It's been it's been really awesome. Uh, the players play with a different passion down here. It's just completely different. We, we, I need to see this sleeve because, you know, we talked about this sleeve. Do you have it yet? you say my sleeve? Yes. I do have it, but it's in my baseball bag outside. I do have it. What sleeve, what's the sleeve we're talking about here? Well, I told Dalton I, when we, you know, because we're, we're BFFs, you know, Connie, no. you're, you're on the shelf back here. But anyways, I told him when you go to Puerto Rico, you live it up. You do all the passion, the bat flips and everything. And then we got to talking to him and he's like, you know, of course I'm going to. I said, Dalton, I can already tell you're going to have a sleeve. It's going to be something crazy. You're going to be like all these chains going on. He's going to have some like the beads in the back of his hair by the time he gets back to U.S. Yo, listen, and he Dalton. said, yo, he said, pull up I with the chains, baby. Pull, you got to pull up with the chains. If you don't got a gold chain playing baseball in Puerto Rico, you shouldn't even be there. I mean, it, it's really a thing. Like, if you don't play, I'll, I'll if, go ahead, Dalton. We got a little bit of delay. Go ahead. I always wear three chains every time I play. Three chains. One has a uh, baseball bat cross. 
the other one is silver, and the other one is gold that has my number three on it. Always. Okay. I like that. And the three is backwards, too, right? When yes. you play. Didn't he say that once? Yeah. I was yes, he did. Out. See, we pay attention. Yeah. So, yeah, pay- listen, you, listen, all because you – see, here's the thing. I've said this before. You and Dalton talk every day, blah, 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 but Bestie. me and Dalton Bestie. have that Bestie. relationship Bestie. where we're best friends, but we don't have to talk every day. But the mm. minute we start talking to each other again, it's like we never left. Mm. Right. Am I right, Dalton? You're right. You're right. So Now, Dalton, I have one more question, and, Michael, of course, you got yours. Is there anybody else playing in that league that you know we, we would have heard of? That you would have heard of, yeah. Like you know, any any big names down there? You got any Brandon Phillip types? Um, well, he's back at Lexington. So we well, have that our I know. Um, we Gary Templeton um, as our one of our managers. We have um, Carlos Gonzalez. He played in the World Baseball Classic. Um, that's I can't remember. We have a couple more that that were big MLB players that are managers, but. As far as uh, the other guys, it's it's basically younger by the Lakers. Okay. Is uh, Yvonne playing down there too? He is. He's on the, a different side of the country, though. Okay. Okay. So, but he's still in your league, though, just not on the same team, or is it a different league there? It's a bit. So they split it up for COVID, um, just because uh-huh. you know the uh, the COVID restrictions. Um, mm-hmm. So they they created this league here, um, basically for all the cities around around us here. Um, mm-hmm. So we we don't travel that far. We travel like to four or five cities. That's about it. Okay, so it's the same league, but it's almost like how the MLB, the Central, played the Central only during the COVID stuff, right? Right. right. Okay. Right, right. Okay, that's cool. Right, he says. So now here's my other question I got to ask you because I hear you're right, and I know it sounds totally normal, and I know Connie's going to make fun of our rights as he does. How's your accent right, right. going going on down there? Has that been a comical thing for you, or is it a, a barrier for you guys? Because I do know you know Spanish, but how's that going? Yeah, no, I, I speak Spanish very fluently. Um, I'm very fluent, so I'm, I'm good getting around good. Uh, my parents are <laughs> How is this just swept under the rug that you speak fluent Spanish? How did I never know this? I don't know because uh-huh. no besties again. Oh, Jesus. I might throw up. Yeah, my, my parents have struggled pretty bad getting around, but, you know, I could see Scott out there trying to communicate right now. That would be hilarious. Uh, yeah. Actually, I can see him. I mean, the part of, of Puerto Rico, I mean, they do not speak uh, very much English. It's not very Americanized at all. So, um, pretty much everything down here is, well, in this part is Spanish. Not not much English at all. Nah, I see. Now, how's the food situation looking down there? Is there a McDonald's? There, there are McDonald's. There's Burger King. There's pizza. Out of Hut. all things, I'm, I, I want to know if this man's eating a one Spanish food, and you're talking about McDonald's. There's always a McDonald's. We, you can get McDonald's here in, in Amerika. In what? Huh? In Amerika, you're right. Look at that. See, even Josh. Come on. 
I just know my man loves uh, chicken strips, and I don't know if he's going to be able to manage down there. So, you know, he has had some American food. I think the people of Puerto Rico are going to take great care of Dalton. I'm just saying. What's going on there, boss? What's up, Perry? Um, so, hmm. What has been the hardest thing for you to adjust to? I mean, you've not been down there very long, maybe a week at the most. But what has been the hardest thing? Like, language barrier is not going on right there. Uh, food's fine. Like, what has been the craziest thing? Like, you've just been like, oh, my goodness, that's cultural things that I wasn't prepared for. Um, I would say probably the driving. Uh, they drive a lot different here. Um, like, traffic is a lot different, stuff like that. Uh, also, I mean, the language thing is, is a little different because I have to speak you know, Spanish every day. If it passes, you don't have to do that. So that's probably you know, another thing that's a little hard because I kind of get tired of having to switch back and forth between Spanish, English, Spanish. So that's probably the biggest thing, too. Now, what is the living situation while you're there? <clears throat> so while my parents are here, I'm actually – uh, staying in the Airbnb with them uh, a couple miles from the ballpark, but they they house us at at the ballpark. It's actually where the national soccer team plays. Um, so we're staying in the the grandstand of that. Oh, okay. Nice. You're not doing so too bad down there, are you? Do you have any fans already? You know, like, I'm just thinking here, back in the All-Star break uh, in NBA, and I think it was Atlanta, you actually seen these U-Hauls going down the road where, you know, fans were getting out. You got any kind of fans like that following you around? Not yet. Again, we're at spring training. It's early. We don't have anything like that yet. Okay. So, so nobody's coming up saying, ooh, there's an American Ooh la la. Is that Spanish? Uh, Michael, you're telling me. There's a couple that they can tell play baseball and kind of, um, you know, kind of ask us questions and everything, but that's about it right now. Now, Don, all I want to say is, uh, too, if it just so happens that, you know, unfortunately one of your jerseys gets a little messed up, they replace it, and you get to keep said jersey, and, you, you know, it's somehow – Finds its way over to uh, finds its way over here to right, me in right. little old New York. I wouldn't be mad. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't you worry. I can. I can maybe. Maybe. I, I I can maybe. Hey, listen. I'll take a maybe. You want to know why, Michael? Because a maybe is not a no. It's not a no. And if he can, he will. I listen. I know. Dawn's Dawn's here for us. Yeah. So I have a question now. What's going on back in the U.S. for you? Is it Rico only now for a year, two years, or we still got the MLB in our sight? Is there still a chance being drafted? How's that going? If you can tell us anything. Yeah, we still still have the MLB draft. Um, That's what I'm waiting on, actually. That's why I'm here playing. Uh, So that's going to be July. Uh, the 10th. So I'm basically waiting that out and see what happens there. Okay. Anything looking promising? Can you say that? 
I still, honestly, I still do not know much. I don't know much right now. Okay. Or I would tell you, but I did not know much. Okay. Well, Dalton, is there anything else you want to say to us? I know you're busy living it up there. Probably got some kind of party to go to. I don't know. I don't know what they do there. Like, we need a full day of just you that we can watch on YouTube. Just a day. Dalton does Rico. I'm telling you, we, we need that. Okay, actually, I can I can get that done here in, in the next couple. When we start our games, I can I can definitely make that happen. Good. You really need to, my personal just advice. I feel like I'm giving you advice. You need to watch some of uh, Trevor Bowers, what he has on YouTube, his, his every day that he does on YouTube, and just watch that because I think you have a lot of people wanting to watch what's going on in Puerto Rico for you and how the lifestyle would be there. I think I would watch it. I'd subscribe to that channel. I think it would be great. And then, you know, you can fly me down there and I can be your camera guy if you want, you know. Yes, I totally agree. He yeah, didn't hear that part yet. Hey, oh, Michael, I, saw. I might not. I might not. Whenever you want to fly. Michael, because uh, I'm you, sure. you went out there. Okay. Michael, listen, all I'm saying is I'll speak for Dalton here. I'll speak for him. And I'm because he's not going to say it because he doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Uh -huh. There's no way this young man wants some old father cramping his style out here there in Puerto Rico while he's trying to impress the woman hitting dingers, getting I, chicken I'm, fingers. I'm a wingman. Let me tell you, I got you. Listen, I, I don't know. Dalton, it's okay. I'll speak for you. Cause I know you want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> Dalton, we'll go ahead and let you hop off of here. We know, like I said, you're busy and it's already 10 30. It's I think the same time for you over there. Uh, get rested, have fun, live it up, play hard, get us, get you back to the States because we yes, want to see you for an MLB team. I personally want to see you with either the White Sox because that's where your dad played for a couple years or the Reds, and that's really who I'm pushing for the most. Reds, make this happen. Melissa, Here we go, Yankees. It's okay. I, I know you're watching this show. Get him to the Reds. Here we go, Yankees. All right, Dalton. Thank you for joining the show well, for this I brief period of time. Back on again. Uh, I will keep you. I will keep you updated with everything that I got. I'll have some videos for you guys coming up. Um, I already have a video of every beach we went to, every pretty much adventure we went on. Um, I'll keep you guys updated with everything. All right, sounds thank good to me, there, boss Dalton. Like I said, thank you for joining for this short period of time. Good luck there, my friend, and make sure you All keep right. us updated on those stats, baby. Wear that banter shirt around there. Yeah, you know, hey, that wouldn't hurt either. Sure We're for the people. We are for the people, Michael. For but the people. With that being said, we will get into the other baseball news that, of course, we have going on in the MLB world right now. And we will start off, you know, Mike, let me say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, not Thank me. You. I'm not proud of, oh my gosh, Geo, did you do it again? He did it again. Home run number two of the game. We love to see that. A nice little 9-4 lead for the Yankees over your uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh. Uh, which, by the way, this is the sweep. So, just saying thank you. <laughs> Big fan of that. Um, well, that's but, good. Michael, like I said, I'm proud of you, not me. Because uh, you put well, together you. a nice little Google Doc for us. You know, we're usually – Thank you. Listen, are we and me and Mike are the most prepared people in the world? No. You know, no. when we are – but when listen, we are, listen, Michael, 
we put on a great show when we're not prepared. We're just basically showing off at this point. We just want to show the people how good we are, and then eventually we'll be like, yeah, yeah, we'll get prepared, and we'll really show you what's good, you know, when all the big executives are watching. If we really tried to do this, man, we'd be, like, awesome. Yeah, you know, it's like when you're playing video games and you lose, you're like, yeah, I wasn't even trying, bro. Like, trust me. Like, I really wasn't. Listen, speaking of video games and that, I had a a roommate in college when we'd play Halo like crazy. He actually would try to play one-handed. Like, he would dedicate for weeks to play one-handed the controller. Yeah, I'm not that skilled. He got kind of good at that. I mean, like, he was not the worst player. Listen, there are people out there that are forced to play with one hand because, you know, like disabilities and things like that, that just just animals. Animals. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who plays Call of Duty with his uh-huh. mouth. How? He like hold. he has like, I think he has one hand and he holds the controller. I know he uses like his chin to move. Uh-huh. Uh, As I'm moving my chin, I'm like, mm, you know. I, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't know. You'd have to look it up, but I know if you look it up on YouTube, something it's there. Unbelievable. I mean, and not like not like he's good for you know sympathy or anything like that. Like he's right. literally dropping like forty kills in a game. Really, you know that's a conversation that would be fun to have just for the fact that does these games Microsoft and you know the Playstations do they have like settings where you could say one hand play? Well, there actually are such things as like adaptive controllers. Okay, where it's like. Like I don't know what other word to use. So if you don't have an arm, you have like the like a nub type of mm-hmm. thing. I'm sorry, listen. Like I said, I don't know if that's the correct word. If it's not, Prosthetic, I apologize maybe. to anybody. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But like not because the people would then if have you're missing to, a half an arm. Yeah, right. but if you literally gotcha. they, but it, it's instead of like a controller, it's like a uh, it's like a circular. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it looks like it looks like your thing, like there, Michael. Right, I got it, you. But... It, it, would, it would look like that to like move around and things. So hey. Okay. Inventions these days, and before we get canceled, let's just move it on there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so like I said, if we offended anybody, I'm sorry, I am. But we go to this the NL East competitive is the, or is the central better? Now, Michael, let me tell you something. I think this is pretty easy for me because I think you're overestimating the, the East because we all thought it was going to be so good. I think it's central. I mean, you look at it right now. The Cubs are in first by a half a game. Then, then it's the Brewers. And by Central, we did mean the NL Central. Yes, I assumed. I absolutely, yeah, I assumed that's my bad. I should have said that. Um, but you look at the Cubs, first place. They're a half game ahead of, of the Brewers, two and a half games from the uh, your Cincinnati Reds. And then they're four games up on the St. Louis Cardinals, who a lot of people pick to win that division. So, yes. obviously – Pretty close there. Uh, first through fourth is is only separated four games maximum. So you're obviously in a good spot there. I mean, another division you can look at, of course, is the West. Uh, the Giants, the biggest surprise of, of the year so far, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, in well, first the reason place. why I went with the Central on that is because the Central, everyone said, was the weakest division. And we all thought that from the beginning. But the reason why I put that in, in my little note here was because everyone was in love with the NL East. I'm included. See, I, I'll, I'll disagree that I only because I think the AL Central is the weakest just because I think the White Sox are the only good team in that one. But go well, ahead. A lot of people were saying the Twins were going to be something. and just Well, yeah, that one is uh, – that they're 16 games out. They're 27 yeah. and 41. But everyone, uh, at least with us, when we had panels and stuff going on beginning of the season what, or before season, preseason, was Mets, Phillies, Braves, and Nationals, all four are going to be competing. We don't know who's going to turn out where. Wow, they called back her shell's home run. Tragic. Sorry. Anyways, but I was looking at this because the Reds, my team, obviously, has been hot a little bit. Uh, we swept 
the Rockies, which is not completely amazing. But then we actually swept the Brewers, which is really amazing for us. And then I got to look a little bit deeper. We're eight and two in the, of our last ten games, so we're actually thirteen and of of three of our last sixteen games. And so I was looking at it. The the Mets are thirty five and twenty six. Phillies in second are 33 wins, Braves 31 wins. I'm like, wait a second, we have 35 wins. So if we were in the East with our with our standings, we would be in first with our record. That's what I meant to say. Now, well, of course, who you play I, and all that stuff I would also, change. I, I think it's also because the Mets are, are missing games. They're missing a few games. Well, even though, uh, let's see here, they've lost 26. We've only lost 30, uh, 35. So there's only a five-game difference in that, too. So we've got the same amount of wins. So they've played five less games than us, yeah. and we've lost them all. So still, uh, the Philadelphia is 33-33. and 33, So like we would be top or one or two in that division, and we're not in first place in our own. Cubs has surprised, surprised us right now. Brewers was 8-2 and two coming in against us, and then they got swept by us. <laughs> so they lost three there. The Cardinals has fallen off the face of the earth. I think they're four and six of the last 10 at least. And uh, Pittsburgh is 0 and 10. So we know how they are. So I just, I felt like the, the Mets would be relevant. Now, every show that we did, I always said, I think they're two to three years out to being top competitors. Like I thought they'd win the division. Me. I thought they were a World Series team potentially, just saying. Yeah. So I was kind of interested and I wanted to hear what you kind of think on that. Like what what do you think? Are the NL East like very competitive? That's why their records are kind of low and they're all just playing hard against each other. Or are the Central's teams better? I think the Central is playing above of what everybody thought they were going to do. And I think the East Definitely. is playing below what everybody thought they were going to do. Right. So I think it kind of evens out in a certain way because, I don't know, it, it's weird. It really is weird. This has been a weird season so far. I mean, the Braves, what? They were just in the NLCS last season, I believe. And um, Sorry, guys. They're, th- they're 31 and 35, and they just can't seem to string together wins with a team that's pretty solid. I mean, obviously you have Acuna, who's one of the best players in the league. You still have Freddie Freeman on that team, of course. Uh, Rainy MVP. Uh, yeah, Albies is a very good player as well. So it's not like they're lacking talent. They just can't put wins together. Their bullpen is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and believe it or not, I was, listening, I was listening to the radio today. I didn't know this. They let one of their top relievers go last year, and the team he signed with only signed him for $200,000 more. Not, you know, obviously $200 million. That'd be a big deal, or, or even $2 million, something like that. But 200000 in the baseball world, that's that's $5. That's that's two days of work, maybe. No, that's not even two days of work, honestly. That's literally one game. That's and crazy. they pitch one inning a day, so I'm just saying. Makes you want to throw up a little bit, sadly. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the better division is the Central right now. And, and it's weird because I think, you know, the East could get better, but I just don't know what what can happen to make that happen. Because, I, I mean, I don't think any of these teams are going to be buyers. If anything, I think the Nationals are going to sell at the deadline. Uh, I think the Phillies have to keep their team together. I mean, who are they going to trade, Harper? I mean, I highly doubt that. Nobody's going uh, to that contract. Yeah, exactly. And and it gets even worse for the Phillies because Gene Segura and Bryce Harper exited yesterday's game, both with injuries. Hmm. So it doesn't get any easier for them. And the, But I will say this, and people love to – crap on the Mets all the time. And trust me, being a Yankee fan from New York, 
It's a very fun thing to do because it always seems like they do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. But if you don't think what they're doing right now is impressive, you're wrong. They're missing their second best starter, obviously, with Noah Syndergaard. They're they're missing uh, Carlos Carrasco, who's probably going to slide in and be their fourth starter. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people that they have on the IL is is unbelievable. They have like 10 everyday players, and it's not like it's little names. I mean, Michael Conforto, that's their starting center fielder. Uh, J.D. Davis, that's their starting third baseman. Like I said, Noah Syndergaard is their second best pitcher. Carrasco was supposed to be one of their better pitchers. Um, Neil Walker, who I believe – was like second or first uh, had the like at, for batting average last season. He's not in the lineup either. They're doing this with like with people like Taiwan Walker, mm-hmm. who people probably didn't know coming into season unless you were a Met fan. And all of a sudden, he is their saving grace. He's a starting pitcher as like a two ERA. So uh, it's very impressive what they're doing. And also, what makes it impressive is. Francisco Lindor, who we all gushed over the, the Mets getting and you know him getting that big contract, he batted like 180 in April. Like he has not been good the first two months of the season. Like he started he started right now is 213. Yeah. And 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 the, you know what the sad part is he's he's been hitting recently. Like this month he's been okay. Mm-hmm. So you also were doing that without most of the people in your lineup, two starting pitchers, and your big acquisition playing like absolute crap so it's it's impressive what the Mets are doing but right now I mean you have to look at the central and say it's it's more competitive than the east just because the, the teams are simply playing better mm-hmm. let's see here DeGrom of course hurt Hunter uh I'm just looking at some here O'Neill or McNeil hamstring uh one two three four five six seven yeah, they have exactly ten people out right now. Uh, a couple See, of them your are. Boy knows what he's talking about. Three saying. of them are sixty-day injury uh, list. That's so weird to say. It's IL, but yes. So, but you know, with that being said, I'm gonna pull up my Reds on Bleacher Report. Shout out Bleacher Report, uh, Connie. Hopefully, you've seen the great news about Bleacher Report. What I did. did. I Just did. gonna shout that out. Thank you, Mister Bleacher, Mister Report, for sharing my son's very first goal. And I'm, and you know what? I'm going to Bleach Report and showing you. See, I kind of didn't understand it. What was it? Uh, it was my son scoring a goal. No, 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 I know, but like, did they actually tweet it or like, what was it? I did not see it on the Twitter, but let me pull up the article or the little thing that they did here. Just bear with me. I got to get through Steve Nash's hug. Okay. I don't know how well you can see that. Okay, user son scores first for, for first goal. Michael Lawson, my son, becomes the youngest soccer player. Whoops, to be shouted out by Bleacher Report. Then you see my tweet. That's what I tweeted. Still waiting, and I'm trying to read it. Can you read Still it? Still waiting because, on, on okay. Bleacher Report to break the news on their app that my son Michael Lawson fourth fourth minute. No, wait. for nothing. Oh, four nothing. Four foot nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I I got you now. Four foot nothing. Four years old scored his for his first goal in his very first game in hashtag soccer. Hashtag proud dad. Hashtag MLS. Hashtag ESPN. So I love how you actually, hashtag ESPN, but added Bleacher Report. You know what? That's how I go. So yeah, and they actually did that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you guys. Kudos to you. But what I was getting to, I forgot what I was going to. Listen, Michael, before you do that, all I'm saying is if your son keeps playing this way, 
I might head over to mybookie.ag and use code USM100 to double my first deposit and bet him being a first-round draft pick in the uh, in the soccer draft, if that's even a thing. That's because I hate soccer, true. by the way. I mean, I would, uh, Michael. I'm being serious right now. Mm-hmm. I would rather watch paint dry. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I'm the same way, but actually coached one year of high school soccer, half a year actually. I was the assistant coach, and it was the first year of high school had it. Didn't know much about it, but as I got to – I was an assistant. You know, I was just there for moral support. But as I got no, to I'm learn the role – at the first year your school had it. I, I mean, we're, we've had we're everything my entire life, you know. Yeah, you know, like I don't understand these schools having like lacrosse and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, we do. We ha- Let's we see. Yeah, we got baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, uh, and then obviously the women's version of all that besides football. Um, I think I actually think we have a swimming team. Which, we don't have swimming. Which we don't have wrestling either. Oh, we have wrestling. Yeah, that's the thing. Which doesn't really make sense to me that's because we don't have a pool. Is that the third? Like we don't have a pool at our school. So like, how do we have a swimming team? I don't know, but I know we have a swimming team because I remember some girl always talked about it to one of my teachers. Um, volleyball. Oh, uh, Padres just. Oh, did you? Are you serious? Oh, what happened, Michelle? Um, Tatis just broke up a no-no with a home run. Uh, with a dinger, nonetheless. <sighs> Tough. That sucks. You know, it doesn't suck. The Yankees winning right now and sweeping the the uh, Blue Jays. I could, but but what I was gonna say, the Reds. We actually have like seven, eight players that's been out too. So I mean, I can't blame all or give an excuse for the Mets being so bad with their ten players on the IL. I mean, it's a new thing. Players go on the IL all the time. Really, it's the next person up. But I'm not going to completely take it away from them. What I'm really concerned with is what's going on with Degrom, and that kind of brings us into our next point. Here is is Degrom king of the mound? He has four RBIs. I no, think. no, 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 oh no! Six. I believe he has six and four earned runs. So he has knocked in more runs than he has given up as a starting pitcher. I seen a stat, and I seen it to you because you're a big Cole fan, and I had to rub it in. I think it was he could give up. Degrom could give up a home run to the he did next. Not send this to me, by the way. Or I put it in the chat. I'm sorry, in the MLB chat hoping you'd read it. If he faced the next 12 batters and gave up 12 straight home runs, his ERA would have been like 2.39, which was still going to be under the next best pitcher, which is Cole. And I can't remember what the numbers were. So this dude has been phenomenal this year. His fastballs has been over a hundred for so many strikeouts or for so many strikes. He's got so many strikeouts. Like there's a comparison of uh, Verlander, and someone else, when they won the Cy Young, what their numbers were, and DeGrom is just flat out destroying them. To me, he is king. But I want to say the last two starts, he's ended up having to leave because he was three starts. Oh, yeah. He's ended up having to leave early because of some irritation, a swollen shoulder, something's going on. So this makes me nervous. Do you think, A, he's king, and what do you think – B, he should be doing because of these injuries that are creeping up. I mean, there's no doubt that he's the best pitcher in baseball. Listen, coming into the year, I think there was a conversation between him and Cole. But, Michael, he has a .54 ERA. Right. Like, pick any pitching season you want. 
that Ever. you think was the best in the history of baseball that you were like that pitcher was a do- was domination. He couldn't do anything wrong. No. He's better. He is literally better than any player that you want to put up against him right now. Pedro Martinez, you know, uh Doc Gooden, you know, back when he was on the Mets as well. Nolan Ryan. Do go ahead. But he's better this season, obviously. He has the lowest ERA since that's it since it's been a stat through 10 starts. I mean, is he king? That's a stu- it's a it's a dumb question now. If you disagree with it, okay. Here's my thing. This is why I think it's a, a little bit of a question. Like he is killing everything. Like he is king. But are these injuries hurting him where yeah. maybe he can't withstand? Because if every day he pitches, he's got to sit out for 10 to 15 games. I mean, something's going on. Like, should oh, he no, back absolutely. off what he's doing? Uh, you Do know, you think fun- he should go ahead? It's funny. They were talking about this today because obviously, being from New York, I listen to New York radio. New York. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but listen to the Michael K show today and, and they're, and they're talking about it. He, he, at one point he threw like 25 pitches straight or fastballs yeah, that were over hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, let me tell you something. That is fantastic. That's, that's great. But now I'll, I'll compare it to somebody I also know with Cole where he can throw a hundred. In fact, I think he threw the fastest pitch by a starting pitcher uh, or second hardest behind uh, Verlander in the past few years. He threw like 102 point something, whatever it is. He does that like four pitches a game right? when he really has to, you know, gas it up and, you know, he needs that out or something like that. And he's trying to just blow it past you. DeGrom is doing it 25 pitches in a row. Like at some point, this and is what happened. It was like the first inning either. Like I think no, it was, was kind of – so, I mean, it's not like he came out, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm warmed up. Let's Listen, do it. He pitched three innings in that game and struck out eight batters. Eight out of the nine bat- batters he faced. So, so like, and, and that's the thing, too. It, he's different than a lot of these people. You know, everybody's getting into the spin rate conversation and if it's mm-hmm. down because of the spider tack and everything like that. Now, he doesn't have a high spin rate. He never has. He's not a spin rate guy. He's just better than you. So, I think his stuff is good enough that he should do the he should go the Cole route where it's listen I know I can throw 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. every pitch but listen do I really need to throw a 100 mile an hour fastball to the eighth hitter who's batting you know 210 do I really have to since he's in the National League do I really have to throw 100 101 to the pitcher the ninth pitcher. The, the ninth hitter like you could probably throw four, three straight changeups and get him up or get him out. All I know is if I throw a hundred miles per hour for 25 straight pitches, I'm going to have to go to rxhemp.com and use the promo code rxhemp dash USN. There you go. Mike. To get a discount. I think what it's 15%. Oh, 10%, 10% there. 10%. I get too to, generous to put some CBD, CBD cream on my shoulder. Yes. I'm left-handed. So I'm over here. Actually it looks right-handed because it's flipped. Anyways. So like the dude's, Got to be having some big wear and tear going on. Like, it's no wonder that he has to be pulled the third, in, third inning after throwing something like that. But here's something I'm going to throw out here, and you may think this is totally crazy, but I want to know what you think on this. If the dude's going to be throwing like this constantly in his games and then have to set out 10 games, not rotations, but 10 games because of injury or the aisle, 
would you consider moving him to the closer role? No. Hell no. Not at all. Because he's way too good for that. I mean, I obviously, I mean, look what he's doing, but at least you could pitch him more and not cause so yeah, much but you're stress getting one inning now. Well, I mean, as good as he's doing, you could do two innings and just say, okay, we're 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 topping it here. Yeah, but that's also like driving a Ferrari to your neighbor's house. Well, he's basically doing this now because of the last three starts he's been pulled. Well, you see, here here's my something. thing as the Yankees win, you know, this game eight to four to sleep the blues. Um, here's my thing. I think it was handled wrong by the Mets because his last start, he comes out and he had uh, tightness in his side, I believe. And then they said, oh, no, no, he's going to make his next start. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I, he could he make his next start? Yeah, and he did. But he also got pulled in the third inning because now we have shoulder soreness because usually when you have soreness on, on the side, you start overcompensating. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. If you have you know shoulder soreness, you compensate in your elbow. That's how you end up getting Tommy John. So maybe wow. the, the, the side soreness, he's compensating in the shoulder, whatever. Put him on the IL. Stop, stop him from himself. And, and it's funny because once again, they were talking about it on the K show today. Isn't it funny – that, Do you watch the other shows? No, I'm playing. I, I mean, you're in New York. I I no, I absolutely don't. Um, but it's funny, and in, in the and they were talking about it, and I I thought about it as well after they said it. In the of era of load management, mm-hmm. the one guy who is against load management is Degrom, and he's hurt. So at this point, maybe you have to load manage him because even after this injury, the shoulder soreness, they're not putting him on the IL. Right. They're still not going to, and I, I still don't think that means he's going to make his next start, but that probably means he's going to throw. Like t- He literally threw today. Right. He, he threw like a – I don't know. He was throwing from flat ground or whatever, see how he felt. Right. Stop. 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 What are you doing? Like, listen, calm down. Put him, uh, put him on the 10-day IL. It gives him some time off, rest up, build your – and then, you know, you could build it back up during that time, and then and then you're good from there on out. But well, he's so, on my fantasy team, so I'm just this is what's stupid, crazy about him. So the past, okay, I'm going to go back to May 9th because he's been hurt off and on since then. May yeah. 9th, he he only pitched five innings. In five innings, he still had 20 fantasy points. And uh, the 525, May 25th against Colorado, five innings again. He had 19 fantasy points. Um, the 31st against Arizona, six innings. He had 29 fantasy points. On the 5th of this month, he pitched seven innings, pretty much a full start for a starting pitcher now, even probably a little bit further. 33 fantasy points. San Diego again on the 11th, which is seems a bit sooner. Six innings, 32 fantasy points. Yesterday... He pitched three innings and had 17 fantasy points in three innings. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you strike out eight of the nine people you face. But they say the MRI on his right shoulder uh, was examined by the second doctor who said he isn't concerned with the issue. Also, I want to say revealed there's no structure damage on Thursday and the team uh, had the results examined by a second doctor out of abundance of precaution. Thank you, finally. The Mets are hopeful that the right-hander won't require a trip to the injured list. He played light catch. Okay, that's what you're talking about in the outfield today. So, I mean, 
Like, listen, like it, I said, it's good news, fantastic news. Right. I don't care. Save him from himself. Like, I mean, yes, they're in first place. Yes, they're. Up Michael, there. Michael, what sucks right now in baseball, right? We, what do we want to see? What do you always want to see in every sport? The best players pitching or or doing whatever, right? right? Does it not suck that Mike Trout has been out for two, two months? Right. Do, is it not going to suck that if they don't put him on the IL, maybe he makes his next start, goes seven innings, and then after the game he's like, yeah, my shoulder hurts again, and he has to miss the next start? Sa- I agree 100%. At that point, save him from himself. But, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not no athlete like he is, but I can totally understand coming from an athlete. I never wanted to sit out anything. Oh, like you know, that, I, like I said, from himself. He, I know he doesn't want to. Right. I mean, you, like, and and you know, the, the thing is, too, because I, I watched the I watched the post game show after he got taken out, and you can tell how annoyed he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw any of it, but he was like, "This is getting old." He was like, "I want to be out there." Like, like this is getting old that I that I have to come out and he starts like I can't do that to the bullpen, blah blah blah. So like he's annoyed by the situation. It, I don't think anybody's gonna ever sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, Degrom just isn't isn't doing this because he doesn't want to play or whatever." Like, mm-hmm. no, he's visibly frustrated. But- He's is he annoyed a, at or I, what? Like, no, is he annoyed I think at him? Situation. Well, I mean, is he annoyed at himself that something's going on that he has to say something, be taken out, or are they noticing it and be like, "Hey, listen, you know, this no, is going on." No, so he took himself out because because you know, and you know, here's what makes this even crazier. I don't know if you also saw this quote from him. Did you see what he said after the game about the third inning? I did not. He said every pitch in the third inning bothered him. Michael, he struck out the side. Every pitch, every pitch annoyed him or bothered his shoulder, and he struck out the side. Man, I hope we do not lose this pitcher to some dumb injury and and lose his career. I mean, because it's great. I'm getting chills right now talking about Degrom. Yeah, people don't understand what we're watching. Like, like I've seen, you talk uh, about the appreciate greatness thing when it always when it comes to people like LeBron or or all these great yeah. players. Please, see, I had the privilege of it because I'm in New York, so I can turn on the this SNY, which is the uh, network that the Mets own, and watch his game. Do yourself a favor and try to find it. I mean, right. he struck out eight of the nine people he faced, and in the third inning, every pitch he threw annoyed him or bothered his shoulder, and he struck out the side. Like you, He has a .56 ERA. If you're watching this or later listen to this on podcasts or Spotify, because we'll be on all that later, because Connie took it back over, I was – Damn, yeah, I didn't post the job. last one. I can't even lie. Oh, wow. Oh, Michael, you got no room to speak. No, you on air said, uh, I'm going to take this over and do this. And well, you didn't. Listen, Michael. You didn't. I forgot. Okay. Anyway, so you we forgot may, for about two months. We may or may not be on Spotify or no, I, we will. Podcast, I, I promise we will. I'm going to upload it right after the show's done. If you have a chance to watch the Mets play anywhere near you, and DeGrom is pitching, go watch it. You cannot say that you did not take the opportunity to watch the greatest pitcher in baseball right now. Not even right now, of all time. All right. See, we can't say all time. Not yet. This is the greatest pitching season of all time. But greatest pitcher, I mean. I mean, if. Don't get me wrong. If he stays, if he stays, you just on his path, ten minutes ago, you just said this is a dumb question, asking if he is king. Yeah, right now. I mean, look what he's doing. How do no, you? No, I know, I know, but I mean, 
if somebody does this for one year and then what happens next year if he has a six ERA? He's not the greatest pitcher of all time. Well, no, it's probably because they overworked him and they put, well, put him well, on the <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Just look at Matt Harvey. They ruined exactly. his career. He came back from Tommy John. He was supposed to have an innings limit, and then they <laughs> push him and ruined his career. Um, Could you imagine uh, if they had Harvey and DeGrom right now? Well, they did. I, I think at one point they – you know what the funny part is, too? DeGrom was the last one that they cared about. Yeah. It was Harvey. Harvey came in, and he was like the next big thing. Then, believe it or not, Zach Wheeler, who's, by the way, having a fantastic year for the Phillies, um, he was the next big thing for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Then Noah Syndergaard jumped to DeGrom as being the next big thing. And out of all of them, DeGrom slaps them in the face. DeGrom was a shortstop. What? Yeah, he was a shortstop in college. Wow. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. So and, and Michael, been- listen, I know you love Mr. Bauer as well, uh-huh. but his RPMs are down like 500 since the spider stuff came out. He got oh, rocked by the by the Rangers of all teams in his last start. Uh-huh. Now, if if DeGrom comes back, pitches the rest of the season, whatever, let's, let's just play hypotheticals here, right? Okay. He's going to win the Cy Young this year going away, probably unanimously, or at least he should. Now, let me ask you a question. You okay. think if uh, – because he had a great year last year too. If Bauer doesn't use the sticky stuff, doesn't it doesn't pitch as well. And once again, we'll live in fantasy world that DeGrom – because if Bauer didn't win, DeGrom was going to win that Cy Young. Mm-hmm. This would have been his fourth consecutive. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we're in rarefied air. I mean, I'm just pulled up here. Uh, he's pitched since 2014, so he's got almost 10 years. Obviously, not there yet. His ERA for his whole career is only 2.5, 2.50. His, to be his, his worst ERA was in 2017, a 3.53. Yeah, like that's that's, that's not still even bad. Good. So, yeah, I'm I'm about ready to say he's king. Like, who would you say is not? I mean, or over him, Nolan Ryan. You look at uh I mean Nolan Ryan also had seven no hitters. Uh I mean that's true. So there's okay. Nolan Ryan. Who's that god damn, who's that pitcher that was on the Braves back in the day? Uh I was about oh, to say Danny my. Graves, but it's not Danny Greg Maddox. Yes, Greg Maddox. Definitely. Greg Maddox. Listen, you can look at Randy Johnson. I think people forget how good Randy Johnson was. Uh so like listen, there's there's plenty of pitchers. And Michael, don't get me wrong, I don't think you're crazy for saying it. I think it's just premature. Like if I mean, he, I'll give like, you that. Like if this I'll is a, if, if another if he goes another two years has like a two point seven ERA max the next over the next two years, mm-hmm. I I'm good. See, here's the thing that's annoying me in New York. People are compared because let me tell you, a lot of people forget Doc Gooden too when it comes to the Mets history. Unbelievable. I mean, he was unbelievable, and then his career kind of got derailed because you know that was during the 1980s with the Mets, and they literally had a bowl of drugs in their locker room. So, you know, that kind of derailed his career just a slight bit. He actually missed the parade because he was at his uh, junkie's house. Anyway. What happened uh, to the Mets player that was uh, got caught this year? I don't know. I think he's in prison. I would say so because – Yeah, I would imagine. I believe it was, uh, what, 60 pounds of cocaine? Uh, probably so. I think so. Like, I remember a 200 on something. But, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was up there. But, you know uh, – Tom Seaver, a lot of people are bringing up his name as well. 
I think DeGrom is the best pitcher in Mets history, and some people aren't ready to go there yet, and I think it's stupid. Like, Tom Seaver, unbelievable pitcher, but he he didn't spend – he spent time on the Mets, but he also went other places. Obviously, DeGrom has played his entire career for them, uh, and it looks like he'll finish his career out there. So I would go best pitcher in Mets history easily. I think Seaver – didn't he play for the Reds too? Ah, uh, yeah. that's a great question. Yeah, he, he did? did 77 to 82. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I said, I Tom Seaver is no uh, no slouch or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at 311 wins, he had a career 2.86 ERA. Oh, wow. <laughs> a three-time Cy Young winner. I mean, don't well, get me wrong, he played for the Mets a long time. Right. Like, he played for the Mets from 67 to 76, then went to Toronto, came back to the Mets for – a little bit in 77, then went to the Reds, stayed there until 82, played for the Mets in 83, then went to the White Sox, 84, 85, back to the Blue Jays in 86, and then finished his career out in 86 on the uh, – went to the White Sox and then Boston. So he played for 20 years. Yeah. Oh, 20 years, wow. I well, mean, listen, 1969, we- he had 20 – he went 25 and 7. With a two point two one ERA in nineteen seventy one, he was twenty and ten with a one point seven six. And you know what the craziest thing is? Degrom is never going to reach those win numbers because wins don't mean anything in the pitcher world anymore in the analytics. And he plays for the. I just I just said that his 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 uh, ERA in that one year is a one point seven six. That's literally more than half of what Degrom's is right now. So, like I I said, take a pitching season that you thought was great and flush it down the toilet. Pretty much with what he's doing. But, you know, we're coming up over 20 minutes on this conversation, so I think we need to move on. But I just want to ask one little small thing. Do you think that it's so amazing, obviously, compared to most seasons that we've seen of anyone else that we just mentioned, it's even by far baffling that he can do this. But do you think it's more in awe of this? It's because of the home run or strikeout. Like, does this have anything to do with it? Like, there's more runs being scored, and we're like, we're seeing a guy who doesn't give up any runs. Is it like a, oh, my goodness, or is it kind of watered down because people are swinging for the fences and striking out? I mean, can you say it's watered down from what maybe happened back in the day where everybody put, you know, the ball into play and Mm -hmm. and there was contact, everybody was batting, you know, over 300? Mm -hmm. Maybe, but let me tell you something else as well. All all these pitchers are pitching to these same exact people and aren't doing what the Grom's doing. So you can water it down. You can put an asterisk next to it any way you want. Do I think I, I think you're wrong about the situation? If you want to water it down, have fun talking to yourself because you're not talking to me about the situation. Because this, I mean, I'm sorry. You you watch him play, and it, it's it's embarrassing to be a hitter right now. Mm-hmm. Like they look like they're in the minors. You're basically looking like you are the – every player is looking like they play for the Arizona Diamondbacks as they face DeGrom. Any team speaking, on the road. Any team speaking on... of the Diamondbacks, they have lost a record 23 road losses oh, yeah. consecutively. 23. What do you have on that? Do you have anything you want to talk about? I just feel like it's something that definitely needs to mention. Like, you know you what's funny – Go ahead. Michael, I'll bring it up. Listen, I'll bring it up again. The K show, baby. I got a lot of faction there. Michael K said it's hey, it's the curse of the no-hitter. Because did you know they have not won a road game since uh Madison Bumgarner's no-hitter uh 
technically didn't count as a no-hitter because he was seven innings uh, on the road. They haven't won a road game since then. And really, and the Orioles, another thing to watch out here, they've lost 19 games in a row on the road. And you know, really? when you know when their last road win was? Was it Means? Yes, it was. Wow. John Means was the last road win they had. Obviously, that's when he threw his no-hitter. So it's currently the curse of the no-hitter. But, I mean, listen, 23 road games in a row you lose. And, I mean, the other day they were beating the Giants. The Giants came back with a Mike Yastrzemski grand slam. So it's just – it's a hard time to be a Diamondback fan at the moment. I apologize for you guys, and, you know, I want to show sympathy for you Diamondback fans, but I'm a Reds fan, so I understand, but we're not that bad, so. Nobody's that bad, literally. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in today's time, I don't see how you don't accidentally win a game. No, I don't either. Because you swing it for the fences. Like, you can score runs at will. Like, I mean, even in the game today, it was 3-10. to 10. The Giants scored 10 runs on them. Uh, I'm looking here. Indians got 10 runs today. Yankees 8. Astros 10 today. I mean, there's nothing but runs being scored. Come on, guys. Did you see Buster Olney's tweet he sent out a couple days ago about the MLB offensive stats? I did not. And, you know, I'll I'll tie into this situation because Cole talked about it the other day with, you know, the sticky stuff going on in the MLB. Uh Uh, Tyler Glass now flat out came out and said, like, yeah, I've used it. And, you know, here's here's the the line that I found funny in it because it's true and nobody will admit it. Are we moving to sticky? Yeah. Okay, okay. He said, said, guess what? Your favorite pitcher uses it too. (laughs) So, I mean, he called out everybody in MLB, and I don't even think it's calling them out because it's true. We as fans know it. It, And first of all, like I said, I don't think – Rosin and sunscreen is a big deal. People have been using that since the dawn of time in baseball. Well, I mean, it's, even it's if the spider tack that's messing everything up, right? Like even with the sunscreen, and I don't know why sunscreen's even a thing. Like, I mean, I'm going to sound kind of well. I'm not going to go political on that, but like, sunscreen is to protect your skin. Like, you know, no, you can't. Right. But they mixed but, it with the rosin. Right. But, I mean, you've got to have sunscreen on you when you stand out into a, a field for three innings. Like, how are you going to exit, like, prevent the accidentals on that? That's what I'm getting at. Like, people are going to wear sunscreen. So, I mean, obviously you can just rub your arm and you've got it on there, even if you're not meaning to do that. And I'm sure it's going to be a little bit over-exaggerated some. But that's why I love uh, Trevor Bauer's talk on his show that he just did on YouTube. Shout out Trevor Bauer, your YouTube show. But he's talking like, I can actually – mix Rosalind with my sweat and he says and it will actually be sticky and what's crazy to your touch it doesn't feel sticky but when it has the leather on the ball that you rub it in with it becomes sticky with the friction and I can have more control so I can do that and he said you know of course the sunscreen he said I I have to protect my skin because you know skin cancer is a real thing and went on to that so I mean I understand that but I don't want to be like oh completely committed to protecting your skin from skin cancer but to me, you have to just make something. Like, it doesn't have to be the spider t- uh, stick or tack, whatever it's called, or so many other things. Just go ahead and give us something. Like, I don't just that. do Rosalind. If, if, I mean, the guys are making something already. Like, they, even they said they had trainers and all this stuff make a, a batch for them. And uh, he, even Trevor Barrow, went on to talk about how they mix the mud on them to try to give them some kind of surface where they can grip as well. He said, just get away from that. And whatever the sticky stuff that you use, push these things through it. So all the balls have the sticky stuff and we don't have to do it. You know what? You know what is interesting? 
because American backstop banter. I mean, well, it's very interesting. Um, American baseballs are slick, and yes. in in Japan they use baseballs, but they're naturally made stickier, so they don't really? have to use something. It's, well, it's I mean, every single <laughs> baseball has the stuff on it. Right, it's and that's kind of what Trevor Bauer was saying. He said, you know, you could – and what he made some really good points that I would not even have thought about. Like he was saying, okay, if I have this umpire today who thinks sunscreen should not be allowed, oh, instantly I'm out for 10 games. But then I go pitch at another place where a guy who doesn't even care what's going on, I could have spider tech on me because it's up to them. It's a umpire's decision. He doesn't care. Well, someone's going to have an advantage. Yeah, but I think the coaches are going to start calling players out now. Because, I, because, I, I because like I said, because like I said, it used to just be a. It's know, unwritten. It, it, well, it you even, to, this is what it used to be. It used to be, you know, I'll, I'll just look away. Blind you eye, know, right. you know, yeah, a blind eye. Like, oh, oh, wait, I'm looking over here. You accidentally used it. Oh, darn it. I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Unless they made it, you know, incredibly obvious, like when Pineda had it on his neck a few years ago when he was pitching for the Yankees. I mean, it was literally glistening. So, like, at that point, you, as a manager, you have to say something. The Red Sox manager came out and said, yeah, I think he has something. He ends up getting suspended. But everything else was, you know, eh, blind eye. I think now they're going to be like, oh, because the hitters are getting mad now. I don't think this would have been a thing if the I hitters – really buy into that. Oh, no, they are. Listen to Josh Donaldson. And, and, and here's the other thing, too, Michael. That, that was the stat I was, I was going to get into before. Um, since the thing came down that the MLB is going to start checking, batting average, slugging percentage, OPS have all gone up, and batting average went up 10 points mm. around the MLB. It went from like 253 to 263. And I mean, that's not – and you see, if that's a player, that's a good week. Mm-hmm. That's the entire league. That's, that's a lot of batting, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of at bats, and for it to go up ten points, that's like I said, that's not a, a small thing. If it was one point, we would have been like, really, maybe it wasn't doing anything. But right. ten points for the entire league average—that you you gotta look at that. I mean, that's clearly mm. a, a disadvantage for the hitters. Then, if I was a pitcher, I would have had like a pitcher's meeting on Zoom or something and be like, listen, every pitcher, you need to lose control of your pitches just a little bit. We needed to have hit batters skyrocket go up. So they say, hey, we lost control. We need something to help control this. And then you say, the reason we're losing control is because we went through all spring training, all offseason. 60 games. Practicing 60 games using this stuff that we knew you know, you Michael, didn't you know care what's about. even worse? You know what's even worse? They didn't just go through the season, spring training, all that. I've I've heard from plenty of people in the baseball world that managers give this to them in single A. In single A, wow. Like they start this in the minors and just continue it on up until the majors because it's an incentive for the coach as well. The more people you send through your minor league system, Oh, look, this coach is doing really well. Maybe we should move him up the system as well. Mm, so this this isn't an MLB thing. This is or this isn't just a professional thing. This is a league from the top to the bottom type of thing. Right. So I mean, minor league still professional. Well, yeah. Shout out to you, minor leaguers. Facts, you want to come on the show. I'm just saying. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I mean they're they're being I taught how to use it forever. I think this sticky situation of a whole 
storyline is way bigger than anyone really knows. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I I think some batters like it because they have more control of the ball the pitchers do. I have a story for that as well. Cuz I did hear and I can't remember who it was, but there was a batter that was saying I want them Peter to have Alonso. That's exactly what I was oh, going to say. It was Peter Alonso. Alonso of the Mets. He on said on the Michael K show. No, 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 no. Actually, Met players are not allowed on the Michael K show, believe it or not. Uh, well, because it's on the yes. It's, no, no, no. It's because it's on the Yes Network. Oh, okay. And one time they interviewed the GM of the Mets and they thought he was, they thought they were too harsh. So they won't let him back. They won't gotcha. let any Met, Met person on the Michael K show anymore. Stupid wow. as hell. Anyway, um, but yeah, Pete Alonso was like, I want them to use it because I don't want to get hit in the head. And then you have Josh Donaldson coming out and saying, uh, you know they shouldn't be using this as a disadvantage. And, Michael, you want to know who the happiest people are right now? Garrett Cole. No, the owners of every baseball team. And you want to know why? Because this year they have to negotiate a CBA, and they're driving a beautiful wedge right in between the players. And they're doing it right at the perfect time because mm-hmm. now they're going to be at each other's necks and trying to negotiate a CBA. And there's all – and. Everybody in baseball already assumes that there's going to be a work stoppage next year because because of the CBA. Because uh, let me tell you something: the the MLBPA and the MLB hate each other. Like you think the NFL is bad and the NBA, like the MLB hate each other. Like because they want there to be a, a salary cap and things like that, and mm-hmm. the players won't allow it because they think that the owners will lie. No, no, but the thing is because the owners are lying about how much money they're making because, like, they don't technically have to show the money they've made and, and they think they're going to fudge the numbers. So if you think – I honestly think we're not starting the season next year until we're, – we're starting the season late next year. That's all I'm <laughs> So – I mean, could you know that this sticky stuff is going to be a major topic oh, yeah. on that? Oh, and yeah. what I thought was cool on Bauer's show – and I go, again, I sound like you with the Michael Cahill show – but uh, Listen, we, well, you know what, Michael? We like things. We do, we do. But Trevor uh, Bauer even went on to say the reason what's so crazy about this is since it was already a rule not to use any kind of foreign substance, and now that they changed to enforce it, since there was a rule, they can't do anything about it. The CBA, they, they can't say anything about it. Any of the players can't say, like, protest it or anything because oh, yeah. it was already a rule. And he said – now, if this was something that they changed mid-season, we could say you're going to cause us to get hurt. We're not doing this. But since it was a rule and they're just enforcing the rule, their hands are tied. And I think I mean, that is crazy. I mean, Glasnow came out and said, I got hurt because of this rule change. He said, I woke up the next day after pitching and was sore in places I didn't know I had muscles because he had to change things. I was watching Cole pitch yesterday. Had a great outing. He went eight innings. I think he only gave up two runs. But in the post-game show, he was like, yeah, it's annoying. He's like, I've never gr- – he was like, I had to shove the baseball, you know, further into my hand to, you know, mm-hmm. get the get the reaction that I want, this, that. So, like, the pitchers are – they're, they're pissed. Well, yeah, even Bauer was talking about, like, when I hold a ball – I wish I – oh, I do. Oh, I'm not about to use that ball. Hold up. <laughs> this is when I got autographed by a bunch of Reds players. No, so it's uh, valueless. That's what was in the floor. Anyways, so he was saying when I hold a ball like this, and I'm trying to let's see here throw a any type of spin, he said when you hold it without nothing, your forearm muscles, even to your elbow and your hands, are gripping it so tight to get the reaction. The action. He said when I'm sticky, 
I can be loose and still hold it. And I don't have to tighten anything until I'm already throwing it. He said, so basically all these muscles are going to be working triple overtime, basically, because you don't have to put so much strain on all your muscles until I want to say he said he flexed it out. But now it's he's keeping it that whole time as he comes through. So very interesting. They go from, oh, I think I need Tommy John. Listen, I love Kirk. offensive baseball, but even I think I'm kind of on the pitcher side in this where why would you do it 60 games into the season? Mm-hmm. Like, at least know. give them an off season to adjust to it. Hell, right. give them the all-star break, I guess. Give them work. Uh, no, no, listen, because then you give them warning till the all-star break. You don't actually start right. forcing it until after the all-star break. So you have all the time till the all-star break, then the all-star break, and then coming after it, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, we're actually going to start looking. So at least you're giving them a couple months. They gave them two weeks. That's one start. Yeah. Like, In some cases, too, but yeah, mostly one start. Uh, I just – It's a, it's weird. It, it's a weird situation. I really think they should have just said, okay, hey, listen, we see this a problem. We're going to enforce it, but then have their own little whatever meeting and say, hey, we're going to be lax on this, but by the end of the year, we're going to really buckle this down and go on because I think pitchers are going to get hurt left and right now. I really do. Oh, yeah, I do as well. Um. But yeah, I think sorry, sorry, batters. If you all start getting like beamed like crazy, it's not. You my know what? Fault. And and what? You know, one more thing on this topic because I was watching, you know, Cole again, and they, they were they, and they're talking. It you can only the rosin is only effective when you sweat. Sweat. So yesterday they play in Buffalo. It was it was a cool night out. Mm. So you're putting rosin on your hand. It doesn't do anything. It's just like putting dust on your hand. So, yeah, let the Yankees, that's actually listen, worse. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let the Yankees, let the let the White Sox make the World Series. It's going to be 45 degrees in October, playing baseball, and they're not allowed to use any sticky substances or whatever. Blah blah blah. I cannot wait to see some of those pitches, even in Colorado, where the high altitude, altitude, really, altitude. Now you sound like me. Yeah, I know altitude. altitude. Um. You don't you don't really sweat up there either, so it's it's a weird situation. It's a weird situation, Michael. We got we got a few topics, but we're also an hour fifteen into the show now. Is there any? Now I got one that I really want to talk about. I don't know if you have any that you thought you wanted to skip. You know, we can save until next episode. Um, is there one that's is there one that's how about this, Michael? Let's pick one that you really like. I'll pick one that I really like, and then the next one okay. we'll save for the next show. Okay. I would really like to talk about the Padres. Okay. You go ahead. Uh, Just throwing this out here, I have a question, and I want you to answer it. Of course, they're winning right now. It's top of the ninth. They're up two to nothing on the Reds, and Votto's on first. There's one out. Suarez just struck out. But anyways, um, the Padres, the sexiest team of 2019 and 20, come into this season. We expect them to make the playoffs, maybe even push the Dodgers for that one seed. In their division. This year, their record oh, – I wish I could pull that up real quick. They're six and a half back, I believe. Six and a half back, but I want to say they're still over 500. By oh, yeah. They, no, they are, yeah. They are currently uh, – 38 and 39 right now. Yeah. So they're three 38, games no, – 38 and 32. Did I say 39? I sure did. You said 38 39. <laughs> yeah. 38 and 32. So they're three games above the Reds. Just throwing that out there. They – let me check that out. Just got swept by the Rockies. 
and they are two of the last eight. So in the last ten games, they've won two. They're on a three-game losing streak, and of course, they're ahead of the Reds right now. Are the Padres a one and done, or are they in a slump? You know, I I, I would like to think more slump. I think they're too talented to be a bad team. Now, uh, people are saying that about you know the Yankees as well because you, know, you look on paper and some of these teams should be better. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Dodgers are 41 and 27, but why aren't they in first place? Because the giants are in first place. Like it's a, it's been a weird season. I think everybody's agreed on that. I and mean, mm-hmm. you know, how many times have we said this on the show that it's just been an odd season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they're going to end up getting better. I mean, Tatis missed some time with that uh, shoulder problem that he had. Listen, he didn't Blake, miss very long though, but, no, yeah, no, no. He missed. but he still missed some games. That's a huge part of their offense. Obviously. Um, Blake Snell has not been the pitcher that they that they traded for. I don't know what the problem is, but he definitely has not been the same. Darvish has been uh, pretty good. It's just I, I think that they're you know finding their footing. You know maybe after the All Star break, going a little bit of a run there. But well, really, their offense has not been doing much. Like Machado, you don't even hear anything on him. Oh no which I don't think he's doing bad. It's just everyone's all about Tatis. But their average is 232. They're 21st in the average, 12th in runs, 13th in hitting, 19th in home runs. This is the Slam Diego's. They're 19th in home runs. With only 73, we have, and we, I'm referring to the Reds, we've got 91 home runs. We're in seventh place. So puts a little perspective there. The OB, OBP, I bet said OBI for some reason, is 13th, and their slug percentage is 25th percent. Or wow. 25th, 25th in the league. So their offense, and we're 7th, how about that? So their offense has really struggled, and I mean, I don't recall too many injuries going on, so I guess I kind of just want to be that guy that maybe calling them out and say they're the one-hit wonders on this. Granted, I could be wrong, and I might be shooting the gun a little early on them, but they're two of eight of their last ten games. And they got swept by the Rockies. Like, could they possibly break this season up? No. <laughs> no. I don't I don't think I mean, so. What, how do they break it up, though? Tatis, they just signed. Machado's there for another six years, I think. Uh they just traded for Snell. I think he's signed for very little for the next few years. Uh, I don't know what Darvish's contract looks like, so I can't really speak on that. If anything, listen, they might be better next year because a lot of people are forgetting Mike they Clevenger get- should be Clevenger. on this team right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he's hurt. I think, what did he have, Tommy John? Is that what it was? I think so. So he'll be back next year. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I can't call him one here wonders. I think that they're – I think they'll end up coming out of this. They're just too, they're too talented. Like it's they are. And listen, I, I we could be wrong. And it's I still could be early. Wrong. Yeah, listen, I could be wrong. You could be right on this situation, anything like that. But if I'm I don't gonna, think I am, I'm throwing if, it out there. I don't if, think if, I am. That's the thing. If I'm going to bet, I would like to bet with talent instead of against it. Right. You know, it, like like listen, I'm sorry. The Giants are great right now i'm still betting against them because i don't think that they right. have the talent to keep this up i i look at the talent that a team has and determine it based off that now sometimes I mean, talent doesn't work out we've seen that before they've won the last four games they're seven and three I, in the last listen game. i know i know but i wish i could see playoff standings like or as far as record the wild cards i thought, cards and I thought you could i thought i could too but i, I don't see you it can. hold on 
Hold on, Michael. I'm on Bleacher Report. That's oh, I'm on ESPN. Don't worry. Okay. Because well, I mean, the, the Padres are card, currently the Padres are one game out of the wild card spot behind okay. the Brewers. Hmm. Your Reds are so, two games out. Right. So I mean, and the Dodgers the Padres, obviously have the first wild card spot. Right. Okay. But if the Padres don't make the playoffs, I think this season is a huge bust for them. Oh yeah. Oh no no absolutely they have to they have to sneak into the playoffs somehow. Listen, we we kind of thought that they would end up being a wild card anyway, and that's mm-hmm. fine with me. But you have to make the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs, it's a failure. Yes, a bad failure. But yeah, just throwing that out there. So yeah, that's that topic, and I forgot to write down the time. Yeah, Which one of the other two you want to talk about? I, I wanted to. Uh, we skipped right over this and we started talking about the sticky stuff. But when and who will be the first team to blow it up? And I think that this okay. can, this could be a very interesting question because there's some teams that I mean, hey, they could do it. Uh, I think the first team, believe it or not, that that's going to blow it up though are the Twins, and I think they'll they'll do it because I believe they moved the trade deadline further back, so it's after the All Star break now, and everything like that. So, but I think the Twins are going to end up being it. I mean, they're 27 and 41, they're 15 and a half games out of first place. Uh, they're in dead last behind Detroit, who a lot of people thought were going to be an awful team. And, I mean, they, they are. But they're even behind them by two games. So I think the Twins are going to end up blowing it up. I mean, they, they still have some nice pieces on that team. Uh, you could look at Nelson Cruz. Obviously, he has to go to a uh, American League team because he's a DH. Mm-hmm. But you look at him. Uh, you start looking at some of their pitchers. Do they – do they try to move on from, you know, Pineda and and does Jay Happ get moved again? Uh, but, but some of those players. So I think that the Twins are going to end up being the team that sells first. Michael, you got any uh, thoughts on the team? I hadn't really actually thought, even though it's my own notes. I, I want to say the Pirates because they've got a couple young players that look decent, but they just are sucking right now. I mean, they're 23 and 44. But looking through the list, and of course the Diamondbacks, we know what they have been doing here lately, and uh, the Rockies. I feel like Story is probably the the biggest person that's going to be mentioned so much. But I have a feeling the Rockies are going to screw this up. I, think I just want to know if they're going to trade him because they uh, going have into the, to trade. Him. I know, I know. But going into the year, they traded Arenado because they wanted to sign Story long term because you know they're one of the teams. Oh, we don't have enough money for both. Listen, yes, you do. Um, but. I don't know. Are they actually going? Do they pull the trigger? I agree with okay. you. I think if they don't, it's a huge mistake. If they don't trading, they're going to look like the biggest joking team oh, in the MLB be no, because you're not going to re-sign him. Uh, unless you get some – Okay, stop before that, you even say anything. No, no, I'm Hang just – Okay. If I offered you everything you asked for, everything – could you come back to play for the Colorado Rockies in the situation that that organization is in right now? Listen, Mike, Michael, you're talking 28 to the wrong guy. 28 and 41. You're talking to the wrong guy here because I love me some money. So if you offer me enough, hell yeah, I'm coming back. What if he gets the biggest – what if they offer him the biggest contract in in for a, for a shortstop in MLB history? Is he even worth anything like that, though? He's universally thought of as a top five shortstop. Okay, top five. Okay, I mean, but Michael, we granted, know this. No, 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 but we know this before. He's going to be overpaid. 
Exactly. It's <laughs> when you, it's it's when hey, listen, you did it to me there, guy. I know, I know. I'm so on this it, one. I thought it, it was hilarious. It's more it's more about when you become a free agent than like listen, Michael, you know, when we get big and famous one day, if all of a sudden we're negotiating a contract at the same time Mr. Joe Rogan is uh negotiating a contract, I'm sorry to say we're not getting the same money, but if we come out, you know, as a free agent for the next season mm-hmm. and Joe Rogan's already signed and we're the hot top, we're the hot team. Listen, maybe we get a little more ching, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, okay, let me just ask you this then. And before, and I do have a team that I think may have some players that might be interesting, some, some other teams. Is uh, if your story, do you look for a short term deal with a lot of money, or do you looking or looking for a decade deal? Oh no, I'm I'm I want my I want my unless. Oh, see, that's hard again because if you're offering me ten years, but I'm the highest paid. In MLB history at the time, if you're a Pujols deal, yeah, obviously it'll get surpassed because it gets surpassed every offseason. But at mm-hmm. the moment, if you offer me that, I would take it. But listen, if some team wants to come out and say, "Hey, listen, we'll sign you," you know, three years, but we'll give you, we'll give you, you know, let's see, what did what did Lindor get? Like 30, 35 million a year, something like that. I want to yeah, say if they come out and say they give him three years. And they'll say, "Oh yeah, we'll give you thirty-two million a year." I think I would take that because then I become a free agent in another three years, and I get another contract where I probably get, you know, maybe a seven-year instead of a ten-year because I got another three seasons in. And they give me a seven-year contract, and I become the highest-paid player again. But here's my thought: if Story doesn't take any deal, because you know they're going to have to extend him before the season ends, or they're losing him. We know that probably. I, if they're offering me something like that for three year, years, thirty million. I know that if I just wait till the offseason, I'm going to be paid a decade and get over a hundred million. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll get over 300 million. Well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> Golly, it's so hard to say. Because I mean, so, Lindor got what? I think Lindor got 10 years for like 320. Yeah, like 325. And you, but see, but then you can actually control your fate a little. Like you, no, want I rings. agree with you. I agree with you. You want rings. You want money, but well, you also want rings. See, Michael, that's the tricky thing too. You sign with a team like the Rockies, you might be able to get the best of both worlds because they, you know, this is going to happen. You know it will. They sign him to this ten-year contract. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. Four years into the contract, they're like, "We still suck. We're paying this guy all this money. We have to reset our franchise. Let's trade him away." They trade him to a team that it, that is up and coming, and they're one piece away from a championship. So now he got his money, so, and he can win the ring. Because they, listen, how many times does that happen? We saw it with Machado. The Orioles weren't going to keep him, so they trade him to the Dodgers, and then he gets signed by the Padres. Um, look at look at there you go, perfect one. Stanton on the stuck on the Marlins, but got a huge contract, and then ends up getting traded to the Yankees. And the other team that he was thinking about getting traded to was the Dodgers. So you can get the best of both worlds because you know okay. one of these small market teams are going to sign you, and then five years later be like, "Oh my gosh, we made a mistake." Mm-hmm. Like I it, mean, I'll agree with you there, but I personally would rather say, "I'm sorry, Colorado, I will not <laughs> sign back with you. You can either trade me now, or I'm going to be signing with someone later." Because you know that those two teams that you already mentioned are going to be talking to him during the off season. Oh yeah, uh, well maybe. 
The Dodgers probably will. I don't think the Yankees will. Because I don't well, know what they I would mean, do. I actually know because if you trade Luke Voigt, then you could put DJ at first, you put Glaber back mm-hmm. at second, then you get Trevor Story at short. Hey, listen. I would not be mad. But yeah. You got any other teams, Michael? Are we wrapping this one up? Uh I mean, we are an hour and thirty minutes. I think we could talk about Otani or Vlad next week. Yeah. We'll be all right. We will survive. Yes. All right. So with that being said, thank you everybody for watching. Make sure, you know, listen, we don't do the sponsors all at one time anymore. Because you know, it slows down the flow of the show. But I, I like I'll, doing it this I way. I do, too. I do as well. I I usually don't do it at the beginning, but I like to do them at the end real quick and not go into my whole spiel though. So, like we said before, mybookie.ag USM 100 doubles your first deposit. If you want to bet, go do it there. Uh something we didn't mention, the Patreon, patreon.com slash sports, one dollar a month. You're supporting the team, five dollars a month. You get access to our Discord chat, which has been hot, giving out some uh uh HG. You've been lurking. Thank you, my sir, for the view. Thank you. If anything, listen, you hop in those comments, HG. Don't you worry. If you don't care, hop on our YouTube channel and, and like that for us. And yeah, go ahead and subscribe as well. Yeah, you know, unwrap sports. Just saying. Um, the Patreon, access to the Discord, uh, ten uh, Amazon gift card giveaway, and 10% off the store. Uh, the $10 a month thing is the exact same thing. So the 10% discount goes to 20 and you get entered into our sign memorabilia giveaway each month. And then... Like Michael just showed, the store, teespring.com slash stores, slash unwrapped. Check it out. We have all we funnel all of our merch through there, so make sure you go and check that out as well. But, Michael, uh, did you lose it? Lost that one, but I got this one. Okay, still. I was going to say. Michael, go ahead. Tell the people what you have before we go. All right. As you can tell, follow me on Twitter, MDLawson00. It's also my Instagram. And I've been trying to ramp up my TikTok a little I bit. I saw Maybe. that. I'm taking clips from the show. Uh, I've been trying to do our minutes that we've been doing on our topics and putting them onto TikTok. I'm going to see how I develop that. And if I can get okay with it, then I'm going to try to start doing it with like a backstop banter TikTok where we actually have a USN baseball TikTok that we just kind of have flunked at, just to be honest. So go follow me on TikTok as well. Also do a live show with Amber on Saturday. It's Count the Bucket. It's around 10 p.m. Eastern time again. Uh, it's just kind of how it has to be for me. I apologize. I'd rather just be at like 7, 8, or 9 o'clock, but me I too. work retail hours sometimes. But anyways, hopefully we can work that out at sometime soon where we can be a little bit earlier. But follow all those shows that we just said. Go to YouTube, like I said. Go to Unwrapped Sports Network. All of our shows from everybody that we have with Unwrapped funnels through that channel. So go like that. Subscribe. Turn on that notification. All that whole nine yards. Give us some comments on here. Let us know what you do like, what you don't. And just be relevant with us and go reds i don't know about that part but uh as for me anthony connor underscore on twitter gen z sports for the pod uh <clears throat> sorry four to two the reds are up now bottom of the third top of the ninth okay um gen z sports me and josh do that every monday seven eastern talk a little bit about everything ufc football basketball i save my baseball for here because josh is you know this is the Ooh. biggest baseball guy so hey, yeah. we need a um, we need another Josh moment. Yeah, we do need another Josh episode. I'll get. I'll make sure that happens. Um, Tuesday is the hard count with me and CJ. We will be taking a little bit of a break for that while I am on vacation. Give CJ a nice little vacation as well, especially with the NBA playoffs going on. He has his pod, uh, the Guard Up podcast, so make Got sure it. you go check that out as well. 
Uh, but yeah, that's Tuesdays. That is at nine Eastern. Me and CJ talk about everything in the football world. Me and Michael obviously do this Thursday, 10 Eastern. I won't be here the next couple weeks. So Michael will obviously. So be the 24th, over. you won't be here? No. Okay, I will so be 24th. I will be driving. I will be driving to Myrtle Beach. Okay. I've got a calendar right here. I'm trying to keep up with that. So I won't be here, but I'll, I'll leave my hands. Oh, Perry's going to be on next week. Wait, are you are you serious? Oh, yeah. Look at that. You're so upset now. You are so upset. Thank no. you, Perry. No, no, no. Wait, is next week the show with Perry's friend? Um, I guess so, yes. See, now I'm annoyed. Now I'm annoyed. Thank you, Perry. That's going to be so Oh, he said oh. maybe. Whoa. Maybe. Whoa, Perry. You just got me up to here and then pushed me to here and then dropped me down here. And as I said that, just reminded myself of the turtles from Finding Nemo. He said, now that Connie's all upset. Hey, listen. I trust, I, trust, I trust Michael, but I would have just liked to be there, you know. Um, just to let you guys aware of what we're talking about, Perry is the godfather of Unwrapped Sports Network. He ha- does have a connection with a fellow friend that is ser- currently signed with the Reds. We're hoping to get him on. We've got a confirmation that he don't care to join. We're just si- trying to set up where both Connie, well, maybe not Connie, Perry and our friend can come on at the same time where we can have him on there. Connie, you might just have to miss. You, you know maybe what? I'll you might just – that's what I was gonna say. You might just have to pull a mat and just pop in the show at any time. And yeah, like, hey. you know, maybe, maybe while I'm driving. Man, well, you know, we're leaving at no, nah, no, but see, we're leaving at twelve. We're not gonna get down there until midnight because we're leaving at noon. It takes twelve hours. So you know, maybe while I'm in the car, maybe that last hour of the car ride. Perry, I'll he's gonna on. be gone for two weeks. Yeah, I'll be gone for two weeks. So you know, oh, he said, but he'll fill in. Okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, okay. you have to. First, you know, we'll have to discuss this and make sure it's okay. Yeah, okay. And it's just confirmed, Perry, you can join. Oh, now this. Uh, but, yeah, so make sure you check that out. Anthony underscore Conover on Twitch. I put all the pods on there as well. But thank you, everybody, for joining the show, is, Michael. Is the pod going to be on there? On on Oh, yeah. Make sure you check out the Backside Adventure pod, available everywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, wherever you get your pods because uh, I will be uploading this right after right after this. I, I will promise you. So, goodbye, everybody. As we uh, have one person pop in, you're so, a little late. You're, but go to YouTube. Listen, go hey, to YouTube. You listen, can watch it on Unread Sports Network. If you're on the Twitch, baby, you can rewatch the whole episode because we're out of here. But you know what? I thank you for stopping by. Make sure you drop a follow, my guy. Uh, deuces, Boom. everybody.